This is HPR episode 1720 entitled 15 Certificate Issues and Solutions, and is part of the series Privacy and Security. It is hosted by Ahaka and is about 18 minutes long. The summary is, a look at the problems that SSL certificates can have, and offers some solutions. This episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our ongoing security and privacy series. And what I want to do today is uh, conclude for now our discussion of TLS SSL certificates, talk about some of the issues involved with them, some possible solutions to those issues, um, and then we've got some other things that uh, we'll move into. I've already got stuff planned after this, but... Uh, last time we looked at some basics about how TLS and SSL work and saw that this is basically an application of the same technology used to encrypt emails. Uh, that shouldn't be terribly surprising, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the Unix world, certainly, uh, we hate reinventing the wheel. So if you have something that works, keep doing it. Uh, we also noted though, that there are some problems with this approach. We need to recognize that in security, there is never a permanent solution and that vulnerabilities are constantly being discovered and ideally then being fixed. Some of these may involve highly technical issues about cryptographic methods, but I think the largest category of issues is about the processes around the use of certificates. Let's start with root certificate authorities. Now, root certificates are certificates that are either unsigned or self-signed. Because they are the starting point, i.e. root, of the hierarchy, they are not vouched for by any other authority. Since there is no other way for these authorities to be validated, each browser includes a list of the root authorities it trusts. Uh, you can view a list of the root authorities that Mozilla uses, for instance, at a link that will be in the show notes. Uh, I've been there. It contains nearly 400 entries, including, as Steve Gibson likes to point out, the Hong Kong Post Office. Because these are considered trusted, your browser will consider any certificate they issue or sign as authoritative. But are all of these root authorities truly trustworthy? Do they carefully evaluate each certificate they are asked to issue? The evidence suggests they are not. Now, in July of 2014, we got a report that an agency of the Government of India, the National Informatics Center, 
had issued certificates purporting to belong to Google and Yahoo. There were 17 false Google domains and 27 false Yahoo domains that had certificates issued. Why did this happen? I don't know that we have the answer. Now, as it happens, this particular root authority was never trusted by Google or Mozilla, but was trusted by Microsoft. Of course, in the wake of this revelation, the National Informatics Center was removed from the list of trusted authorities that Internet Explorer uses, but anyone using Windows XP would not get this update since Windows XP is no longer supported. Another issue came to light in December 2013 when Google discovered a list of fake certificates for its domains issued by the French government. Why did the French government do this? Quite probably to execute a man-in-the-middle attack on Google. Now, one of the worst examples was the Dutch authority DigiNotar, which was hacked by the Iranian government and used to generate false certificates that were employed in -in man-in-the-middle attacks against Iranian dissidents. It appears that as many as 300,000 people were victims here. So, all of these involve man-in-the-middle attacks. What does that mean? Uh, Well, a man-in-the-middle attack is a form of active eavesdropping on supposedly secure communications. The attacker is able to convince each side of the conversation that he is the person they think they are corresponding with. In the context of certificates, if a government can show you a certificate that purports to be from mail.google.com, it can induce you, if you accept the certificate, to log into a government-owned site using your Gmail credentials. The government then has your login and password and can inspect all of your mail at any time. And the government system can take your credentials when you first log in, immediately open a connection to the real Gmail with those credentials, and then just sit in the middle as you read and send email. Of course, the Iranian government did this for evil purposes. But are the NSA and GCHQ really any better? And what was the French government doing? Remember, all governments regard the privacy of their citizens as a flaw and take steps to remedy that flaw. Of course, there is something similar in corporate networks though depending on laws in your jurisdiction, it may be perfectly legal. For instance, in the United States, the law says that corporate networks belong to the employer, and they can do pretty much whatever they need to do to protect their network. This means that an employer can provide you a computer and Internet access on terms that give them control over what you do. It is common for companies to route traffic through a proxy server And this server may use certificates to execute what is, in essence, a man-in-the-middle attack on you. The way this works is that each computer is configured to accept self-signed certificates from the company as trusted root certificates. When you go to your bank, for instance, and ask for a certificate for a secure login, the company server intercepts the request and sends your login to your bank from the company server. This gives them a secure connection to your bank. Meanwhile, they send you a certificate signed by their trusted self-signed root certificate purporting to be from your bank. 
Your browser accepts this as authentic. You have, to all appearances, a secure connection to your bank. But in fact, all you have is a connection to the company server. Whether or not you consider this a good idea, I happen to think it is probably justified. You should be aware of it. It is probably completely legal, at least in most jurisdictions. Now, how do you protect yourself? Uh, I am going to rely on some ideas here from the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Uh, and there's a link in the show notes if you want to go to their site and read up more about this. But they're, they're very good on these things. So what does EFF say are good ways to protect yourself? Number one, always install browser updates as soon as they become available. Remember that the list of trusted root authorities is contained in a list in each browser, and any changes to that list come in the form of a browser update. In the case of the Indian authority, Microsoft issued an update to remove it from the list. But until you installed the update, you could be at risk. Second, check for certificate revocation. If a certificate is bad, it should be revoked, and you should be able to see this. Unfortunately, this is not available for Google Chrome because their security team has decided that revocation lists don't work well. I think this is a mistake and would not be surprised if public pressure caused them to relent at some point. Firefox does handle it quite well. The recent Heartbleed vulnerability really highlighted this issue because it potentially compromised many sites and caused a spike in certificate revocations by sites that might have been affected. Uh, another Firefox option is to install the Convergence add-on, which warns you if the certificate you are seeing is not what the people in the rest of the world are seeing. And also another Firefox add-on, Certificate Patrol, which will alert you when a certificate has been updated. This gives you additional information you can use to check the validity of the certificate. Now, looking at all of these, you might come to the conclusion that Firefox is doing a better job than anyone else here. I happen to think that's correct. Uh, so, my advice to people always is, if security and privacy are a concern, use Firefox. Now, there are probably some other things you might want to do, but this is, this is a starting point. Um, I would prefer Firefox to other browsers for, from the standpoint of security and privacy. Another thing you can do, enable, whenever possible, two-factor authentication. This prevents someone from using your password to log into your account since they would not have the other factor. Google offers this for all of their accounts, and the way it works is that you get a text message on your phone with a six-digit number that you need to enter to complete the login. I also obtained a free account from Duo Security recently, which I used to secure my WordPress websites. When I try to log into my site as an admin, I get a notification on my phone, which I need to respond to by authorizing the login. Personal accounts are free, so check it out. There is a link in the show notes. Now, while we have some good advice from EFF on how you as an individual can protect yourself, there is also the question of how we can improve the process and make it less prone to failure. 
Here are the main ones being used so far. First, in the area of certificate transparency. Uh, now, I mentioned above, Google has not done well with certificate revocation, but that does not mean it is ignoring the issue either. They have offered a proposal called certificate transparency. As I understand it, this is essentially a public log of all certificates issued, and because it is public, it can be examined and monitored by anyone. For this to work, your browser would need to get a signed certificate timestamp, SCT, from this public log for any certificate that it wants to receive. No SCT, no connection. So that is how you would ensure that certificates are added to the log. This solution relies on domain owners to monitor the log and look for anyone issuing false certificates for their domains. Now, clearly, places like Google and Yahoo are doing that now, and that's how we've been catching some of these other uh, problems that I noted above with uh, bad root uh, certificate authorities issuing certificates. Uh, so uh, certificate transparency is not a bad idea. Uh, TLS extensions, okay. Uh, TLS stands for Transport Layer Security, and it is the evolution of SSL. Um, strictly speaking, SSL uh, has been deprecated. Um, and, in fact, SSL 3.0, there are actual exploits in existence now that make it insecure. And so... Uh, what we are now seeing is browsers are implementing code that will prevent a downgrade from TLS to SSL. Uh, so TLS is the wave of the future here, and this protocol has received numerous extensions over the years to do things like add new encryption methods and extend the protocol in other directions, such as renegotiation of connections. Uh, so I think Working within the TLS framework is certainly a good way to improve the process. Finally, I want to mention OCSP stapling. OCSP stands for the Online Certificate Status Protocol, and it is a way of verifying a certificate that relies on the issuing authority testifying that the public key is still valid, but it is still vulnerable to a man-in-the-middle attack. OCSP stapling solves these problems by having the certificate owner obtain the verification from the certificate authority and then staple this to the certificate to attest to its validity. This works by including a certificate status request in the TLS handshake that tells your browser to look for the stapled certificate status from the certificate authority. If this is not found or is for some reason not valid, the browser should query the certificate authority directly. Uh, the risk here is that if the certificate authority has been compromised, you could get a false response. So this is pretty good for dealing with hackers, probably not enough to deal with NSA and GCHQ. Now, these process issues are the main problems with SSL certificates, and there is continuing attention to improving the process. I don't know that there has to be one and only one approach to improvement, though. I would like to see Google use the revocation lists while also promoting their transparency option, and all of that can coexist quite nicely with TLS extensions and OCSP stapling. So, this wraps up our look at some of the issues with uh, TLS uh, 
certificates and how we can resolve some of those issues. Uh, and we'll be moving on to a different topic next time. So this is Ahuka reminding everyone, as always, to support free software. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.